Well, tell, um, tell me who you got who you got at 21 on your mock. Where are you going right now? Well, I was listening to something today, and they were saying it was the uh, Sean Belegian podcast, and he was saying that um, Hassan Reddick is getting so much love that there's just not a good feeling he'd even be there at 21 now. I think he's still yeah. the guy I had in my my mock there. Um, my other guy, Ob Menafalu, uh, is moving up the ranks. He's six four. He's plays safety. He's just a freak athlete. He's moving up. Uh, you almost have to take him at 21 or not take him. Um, so those are kind of my top two. And then I, in my simulations, I've been having Derek Barnett fall all the way to 21. Um, I'd probably take him over Taco, even though I love would love to have a guy named Taco on our team. Uh, <laughs> um, so those are my top targets right there. The top four would be uh, Reddick first, I guess, OB second, Derek Barnett, and then uh, Paco. Yeah, uh, your boy, your boy Jerry loves not Reddick, man. He talks about him every day. Right. I mean, he's a he's a Quinn type guy because he's he's played what four positions and just kind of a really yeah. good character guy. That's an athlete. I mean, that that fits yeah. everything Bob Quinn wants. Yeah. And it's a huge position of need. Well, I saw. Um, I think uh, Sports Illustrated that Chris Burke dude. Uh, put out one of his mocks today, and he had uh, Zach Cunningham. Yeah, see, I've been hearing Cunningham uh, falling in the second round. You know, if you get him in the second, people love it, but but not in the lower first. And uh, I don't know. I watched – he's one of the few guys I watched some stuff on. I really didn't – I didn't love him. I mean, not terrible. Well, but. If, if I'm being honest, I, I feel the exact same way. Like I, I watch a lot of Michigan football or listen to a lot of Michigan football, and I'm not really that sold on Taco Man. Like if no. I like if I'm watching if I'm watching games, the, the one guy that I saw flash more than Taco was Wormley. I never felt like Taco was always putting pressure from the edge on. Like he'd have mm-hmm. a, he'd have a great game here or there, but I never felt like he was consistent. Like I just hope he's not one of those guys that like isn't isn't motoring all game long. Like he, he's like. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like Wormley was more kind of that. Thing. He's gonna be, he's gonna be a, like a later round pick. But I just felt like if those two together on the field, I always felt like Wormley stood out to me more than Taco did as far as like when you needed a big play or somebody who was playing all the time. I just, I, I wouldn't be, I don't know, I don't think I'd be that happy with Taco at 21. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind that take. I've heard the same thing from a couple people who said they love his measurables, but as far as his his play or his uh, how ready he is to dominate, you know, they're not, they're not yeah. sold. Uh, so I, I hear you there. I guess the reason I'm saying I like him is I like I, I like the size a lot. I like that there's something in me, Hughes, that thinks Bob Quinn is, is going to use the Michigan program as a pipeline. I think we talked about that before. But yeah. I think he has connected on the on the DL with, with Harbaugh and said, hey, you've got a great program going. We'd love to bring some of your guys in as, as Lions, you know. Um, and he yeah. gets the inside because I think that probably happened with Glasgow. I bet you Harbaugh was like, hey, this guy is a beast. He's a dog. I know he's had trouble in the past, but he'll be a good player for you as far as character and whatnot. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple Michigan players come through this draft. So I think there's that. And uh, I don't know, just size and position of need is there. Guess why I like him the best. But Yeah. There seems like there seems to be a lot of defensive end or pass rushers in this draft, but I just don't like I I don't know much about another guy I keep hearing about is that Harris guy from Missouri. I don't know much about him. 
Uh, I don't know much about the, the guy from UCLA. There seems to be a lot of those guys that I just don't know a, bunch, a lot about. But, yeah. like, I feel, I feel like with defensive end, like, you need to make sure that it's, like, pass, ru- pass rush is, like, their thing. Because not all defensive ends can rush the pass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing we should think about, too, Hughes, is just uh, pulling up some, some tape on one of these. Uh, cause that's one thing I don't do a ton of. I listen to more experts talk than actually check these yeah. guys out. But if we just pulled some guys up one time and actually watched their, um, 10, 10 minutes of each guy to get a feel for what they do. Uh, Charles Harris, I'll tell you real quick, he's a – they say they he's got an amazing first step and they love his hustle, but he's more of a 3-4 type guy is kind of what I heard. But people keep yeah. mocking him to the Lions, just, I think, just because of his ability to get to the quarterback. So I really don't love him, even though he seems to be a pretty good player. Um, and then who was your other guy that you mentioned, the guy from UCLA? Yeah, what is it, Jakarik McKinley or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think Der- Daniel Jeremiah had him going to the Lions, which I like Jeremiah, but uh, – you know, as far as that player goes, I, I don't see it at 21. I couldn't I couldn't break him down for it. I haven't really heard or seen much of him. But I think he had an injury or something is part of it too. But, um, you know, yeah, those are the top guys. But um, it's just such a valuable position, especially to take pressure off Ziggy. You almost need another guy that defenses have to account for. That's probably why it's at the top of the list more so than anything. Yeah, well, I, you know, the way that the way that I'm seeing it play out is, like, as we get closer to the draft, I feel like, you know, there's going to be some – obviously there's going to be some picks to the top that are unexpected, and I think if that happens, it's mostly going to be, like, for a quarterback or, like, a running back. So what, I, what I'm hoping is going to happen is, like, you know, Delvin and Fournette, like, go early, and then someone's going to want to be trying to move up to be mm-hmm. arranged for McCaffrey, and I feel like that would be a perfect opportunity for the line. Down. Yeah, or remember the whatever it was the draft where we got fairly like you want to root for the teams in front of us to get what we don't need. So quarterback, yeah. running back, even have some of those receivers come off the board is is good right. for us. Even the tight ends, like we love uh, Howard and Joku to go before us. That way, not only so we don't take them, but so they're just more skill guys that are off the list. Yeah, the defenders well, down. But that always happens, you know, is uh, the guys that you thought weren't going to be there fall into the second round or something. So, right. you know, I'm not worried about getting a good player at 21. I mean, obviously a trade down is, is our favorite move of all time. I mean, that would be that would be great no matter what we get back for it. Uh, there's just right. so many good players in this draft. But, um, you know, the there'll be people that other, push down. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing I could see happening, too, is because we talked about this earlier, it's not a very strong offensive tackle draft. So I could see, like, one or two guys who probably shouldn't go in the first round go in the first round, and, like, teams panicking because they need offensive linemen to try and move up to to get a guy because they don't think he's going to make it down to, you know, their spot. Like, if if Ramchak or Cam Robinson or whoever these guys are, like, go early, I could see somebody try to trade up to get, like, their rules in that spot. Yeah, exactly, man. Those are those are good things to think about and consider uh, and keep an eye on come draft day. I mean, it's hard to predict uh, in advance, but uh, I you know, like in those draft sims, like sometimes guys fall down and it totally changes. Or you know, I've been doing them recently where I don't make any trades, and and that's always different too. You know, when you just set it your pick and pick, 
Um, it really changes who you get in the draft. Uh, yeah. Adam making some big deals, which usually don't happen in the real NFL. So uh, yeah. pretty much anything anything could happen. But I, I'm finding good players round one through four and five every time. Yeah. So. Are you are you are you thinking probably defense, defense, or do you think they need to address anything in offense in the second round? Uh, you're going to maybe hate this answer, but I think it's, you know, not only best player available, but it's let the board fall. You know, I really couldn't I – w- I wouldn't want to go in thinking one or the other. It would just depend on who was there. Um, I think best-case scenario would be – have a guy, a top pass rusher, like Faulty in round one that you didn't expect to be there, or Ruben Foster, let's say for some reason he fell way down, snag him up, there's your defensive playmaker, and then in round two, um, come back and either get what you didn't get, either corner, safety, linebacker, or defensive end, and walk away with two impact-type guys. But, I mean, the only offensive guys I can see are um, – Oh geez, who was it? I mean, there's really not much I'd wanna I'd wanna see in the in the first and second round. I'm trying to even yeah. think justify somebody like if they go tight end, even if it was an OJ Howard, like you know, I just think you can't do it. And there's really no receivers that jump off the page for me. And other than that, yeah. I don't. Well, running back, I guess in the second round, let's say if there was some great running back that I just didn't expect to be there, I mean, I would consider it, but. I probably would pass. That that's the thing about and that that's why I think this draft is huge for us because it just seems like like with running back after the top three guys, like I feel like all those guys are in the middle together, so you wouldn't necessarily have to waste the, the second round pick. You can get a guy at fourth fourth or fifth or third that's probably equivalent to you know, somebody who got in the second. Same with receivers. This is I feel like it's a thin receiver draft minus like the first four or five guys and then after that it's just like because honestly, I mean, you know, I, I would like the Lions to add a, a younger wide receiver, like as a as a third down or not third down, but your third wide receiver, or even a fourth guy, because I just like that position after the top two guys, like you're just hoping that TJ Jones finally does something, but you can't guarantee that she does. And you're and that at that point you're hoping that maybe Juan will resign because other than that, you really don't have much there. Yeah, yeah, man, I. Uh... I'm with you there. I'm kind of done with TJ Jones. I mean, if he's my fourth or fifth and ever makes a few plays, good for him, but I'm I'm done with them. I think there's a kid that I've been getting in like the fifth or later, and KD Cannon out of Baylor. He's supposed to be like a deep threat, take the top off the defense kind of guy. And uh, that's what I'd love to see is that type of crazy speed, uh, deep player that we just get later, and either he pans out or he doesn't. Um, rather than use a top resource on a guy. Yeah. So I feel like we could always go out and get a third, fourth receiver in some form or fashion. Well, yeah, those they, are... did, they did sign that dude from State who's been in the league for a few years. There's like a punter guy. Was that Martin, I think his name? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's never done anything. But, I mean, I'd rather roll the dice on guys like that or guys late in the draft than take a top guy and then he ends up not really making a big impact. I mean, you got to get Marvin to step up. you got to get Ebron to step up. We already have players there. They just have to play better. Yeah, and because of those reasons, like, I don't feel like, like, besides receiver and running back, I mean, what really else do you need to draft? I mean, I don't tight end, Sam, but I just don't see him 
taking a tight end that early. But besides that, like you don't really need to draft the offensive line in the second second round. So to me, it just screams like best defensive player available in round one, and same thing in round two because you need you have so many holes and lack of depth on defense compared to like you know the offensive line. So to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, uh, before no, okay. before T.J. Jones, then I would have said, okay, this you know second round we need to take you know Sam Feeney or some one of those guys who's available to play right guard because you know we can't count on Joe Dahl or uh, Lincoln to be the starting guy, I'd rather like have a competition for it. But you know, yep. they sign T.J. Lang, I don't really necessarily think he needs to even draft an offensive line until maybe you know late late because you know he yeah. has pretty good depth there already. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think you'll see him really dress the whole line at all. It's nice to have that off the radar um, uh, type of thing. I mean, getting a couple like young D linemen that even if they're not studs now could develop into starters would be important. So, like you said, yeah. I think I've got Warmly in the second round before. You know, he would be something to consider, uh, or some of these like third and fourth round uh, smaller school guys at the senses of uh, tackle would be nice. But uh, yeah. I'm with I'm with you, man. Load up on the defense. The only thing is, like in the in the third round, if a guy like my guy Deontay Foreman from Texas is still there, I mean, he's the kind of pounder that we need. That you know, at third third round, I mean, it's still expensive, but I yeah. I wouldn't mind spending that to be able to get those third and shorts to be able to pound it in when we're on the five yard line, and then right. still let Amir and Theo do what they do. But this kid, like I said, he I think his pro day ran four 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 five. He's two hundred and forty pounds. He went to Texas. I mean, he's got the pedigree. To me, that's like somebody you need yeah. to keep your eye on. Yeah, but the other, the only other thing that oh sorry go ahead. I was going to say, if you can't get him, like, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind getting Garrett Blunt for a couple of years, you know, same type of, sure. of guy. Just, hey, he filled that role. Um, you know, he's getting older, but, hey, plug him in. We yeah. need that kind of player because we have not been able to move, you know, the football when it comes down to just pushing people around. Now we got the old line to do it. Get one of those big backs to complement our little guys. Yeah. 